0: an event. I again professionally, I work in marketing and events, so I'm like, okay, events. I love events. Let me put yeah. a <laughs> get together with with friends. And it was supposed to only be like 20 people. I was going to have 20 people come over my apartment, and I was going to like do a soft launch where I say, hey guys, I'm getting ready to do this nonprofit. Would love for you to bring a couple piece of clothing from your closet. And then it turned into this bigger thing where as I was writing my list of who to invite, I had 50 people. And I said, 50 people are not fitting in a one-bedroom apartment. And so I ended up um, renting a space locally in the neighborhood. And I turned it into like a mixer, a cocktail mixer. And I had a DJ and I called it a give back kickback. And I asked every person that came um, to bring at least three pieces of gently worn clothes that they would donate to a young woman in need. Um, If it was, and if it was a guy that I invited, I asked them to donate a $25 gift card to their favorite female store, a clothing store. And um, and then they purchased a ticket for the event and that ticket covered like we had unlimited mimosas and like light tapas. And so when everyone showed up, then I said, surprise, you want to know why you brought all these clothes and gift cards? And they're like, yeah. I said, I'm launching a nonprofit. And then I started to tell them about it. And we collected, I want to say that event, I think I collected around 300 or so pieces of clothing and gift cards were around like 400 something dollars in gift cards. Oh, wow, yeah. And then I ended up getting more clothes after that because they started telling their friends. Mm-hmm. Um. And then after that, it was okay. I need to set a date to do the Mm pop-up. And the date was set for uh, the original date, I believe was February, the end of February or early March, but COVID hit. And so it didn't happen. Yeah. And then it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. And finally we had our event, which was um, recently was August 29th where 11 girls from Brownsville were invited to come shop in the inner city chic pop-up boutique. And these girls were referrals from a um, director of a community center in Brownsville. Okay. And they had to apply and the questions were around, you know, they, it, had to, it was income driven and location-based. So they had to come from the area. Um, demonstrate that they were in need for something like this and then my favorite question in the application was asking them like why do you think you could use something like this and just hearing their stories like mm-hmm. phenomenal like one young woman was like I'm getting ready to go to college and I would love to get a new wardrobe just to boost my confidence yeah and so The girls, after they applied and they they would receive an email from me inviting them. And um, they each, the way that the pop-up works is that each young lady gets paired with her own personal stylist. And she would fill out an application, another like a questionnaire that would get her style choices. So we would pair like, so let's say if you were one of the girls, you would have filled out ahead of time questions around your style. So if you like dresses or jeans, if you wanted to wear, you know, you're looking for more items that are going to either glam you up, or maybe you want more of a sporty athleisure wardrobe. We took all of that into account so that your personal stylist, when you met her, would know everything about you and begin to pull pieces for you that would work for what you wanted. And the appointments, the girls each had scheduled appointment times. Because we wanted to be mindful of COVID, not have too many people in the space at the same time. And then their uh, shopping time, they had 90 minutes to two hours to shop. And the surprise for them at the end was they got to walk away with five outfits or 10. Pieces depending on if they chose. So if they chose a dress, it would be like five dresses they can go with because that's Mm. one outfit. But if they did like pants and a top, it would be ten pieces. And after all their items would be bagged up in this cute little fancy inner city chic bag, we surprised them with gifts from our sponsor. So H and M sponsored each of the girls two hundred dollar gift cards, plus a twenty five percent off a VIP card. So it and oh I can't forget. They also had surprise care packages from another brand called Hate the Dot. And those care pack- packages had FemCare care products. So organic like tampons and pads and, and heating pads for them. So it was by far, I would say for me, that first event was the biggest milestone of them all. Some people might be like, oh, the H&M gift cards. Oh my God, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, it was the experience to yeah. see those girls. One of them cried. One of them, you know, was so moved because she said, I can't believe that you decided to do something for us. The sense of, of seeing how you're able to pour into a young woman's heart, showing mm-hmm. her how valuable she is. And so the goal is to be able to do that for as many young women as we can. one pop-up at a time
1: that's beautiful yeah I mean it sounds like um fashion and clothes and that whole pop-up experience is just sort of you know the beginning of a relationship with those women and and starting to you know build their confidence and empower them and fashion is just sort of the medium to do that
0: yeah and one of the girls it's so funny um because she had reached out to me on Instagram and you know what's something like I didn't even I didn't it didn't dawn on me until I was speaking to someone about it recently all of this took place without any promotion I didn't to date well by the, I'm hopefully by the time I don't want to say hope by the time this podcast gets aired Our website will officially be live, but to right now as I'm speaking to you, my website's not up yet because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I wanted to have actual photos from the event to reflect the website. And while I have my Instagram and my like Twitter handles, those accounts aren't live yet either. I wanted to be very specific about the branding. And so I was like, oh, you know, let me wait, let me wait. Uh And I realized it doesn't make sense to wait. I could just do it like today. But the fact that we did all of this, like my team, like their inner city chic was founded by me, but I have four amazing friends that are board members, people that I've met who have the same heart for young people, heart for community.
1: Uh
0: And, they've sacrificed their time. I have one of our board members or he and I, the two weeks before the event, it was just him and I washing all of these clothes. Like yeah. I had, right. Like imagine 400, uh, roughly 400 pieces of clothes. Now we asked everyone to wash the clothes ahead of time, but once COVID became a thing, I needed to take extra precautions. I'm like, we're washing right. these clothes again. Um, My other board member friend, Jason, the day of the event, my apartment literally looked like a storage center. I had those really big, clear containers that you get maybe like when you go to college, and you're packing up stuff. No joke, about 20 of them, because the way that I wanted the clothing to be organized in a way so that the day that we set up, we didn't have much time. So everything needed to be literally like laid out so we can take it out and hang it up, steam it and go. Another friend of mine, I was almost having a mental breakdown two days before, like, oh my God, there's so much clothes. How am I going to organize it? Freaking out. And she was like, calm down. She was like, you want me to come over? I said, yes. She came over and she was like, what's the problem? I said, well, I have this vision and I want each rack of clothes to be categorized by theme. Like I, I, we wanted to do this thing where we play off of the word chic. So if you are someone that liked to wear dainty, more feminine clothes with like floral and lace, you, the whole, there'd be a whole rack of clothing called romantic chic that would be dedicated towards you. If you were someone that liked to dress more like a Rihanna, we would have like an edgy girl chic, your leather jackets, your denim pants. That was the vision. Trying to organize the clothing that way was like a hot mess. And so instead we took more of a thrift store approach. We said, let's put all the skirts together, all the pants together, all the tops together, and then by their color and then by their size. And my friend literally helped me that again, the two nights before grouping all of these clothes and when, you, when I say it and I think about it, the biggest thing that I learned was that I would not be able to do this if it wasn't for every little person mm-hmm. in some capacity. You hear the saying often that says it takes a village to raise a child. In her city, Sheik is my baby. And every single person, whether it was my dad who had numerous times, I would be like, hey, I need to store stuff at, at the house. Mm-hmm. You come get it and bring it there to one of my aunts who ran around the night before because I got this bright idea saying, how cool would it be if we serve the girls like fruit and some fancy water? So I wanted to, I made mason jars with fruit salad for them to get. But the idea popped into my mind the night before. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about that, anyone who might be listening and there's something that you want to do, you are, besides most likely having what you need in front of you, you more than likely have a tribe of people who are willing to help you. So yeah. my biggest lesson for myself was, it's okay to ask for help.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's something I've I've noticed too in building Novel Hand is that there are people around you who will support you in um, your endeavors and specifically in in you know social impact and and nonprofit in in the different sorts of, you know, helping others and humanitarian work. I've definitely um, experienced that as well. Um, In the little bit of time we have left, tell me a little bit about your vision for the impact that inner city sheep will have. What, you know, how are you going to measure your impact and and demonstrate that impact? And what is your vision just for the
0: future? Sure, so my vision is Each of the pop-up experiences that we do, um, I want them to, again, it's gonna start inward and go outward. So the base right now is going to be New York. Doing Brooklyn, um, Harlem, the Bronx, going outward to Newark and New New Jersey, Chicago, Illinois, um, LA. I've already started partnering with people to figure out how can I bring it to their community? Um, I did a recent podcast with these beautiful ladies that live in Canada um, who have a podcast called from girls to women. And they were like, can you bring this to Canada? Yeah. Like I just see it just literally just spreading and mobilizing. And it's something that I know isn't going to, it's not going to be some, because it's bigger than me, it doesn't need to be something that it's just me doing. Like I see this being almost like an equipping center for women, Sure. where even the girls that experienced this the first go around, ha- they within themselves have created a community of women amongst each other. They, you meet other young girls that live in your community that maybe you've never met. And now you have this new friend, this new bond from this experience that no one else ever experienced. Um, many of those girls have said, hey, when are you doing your next one? Can I volunteer? Like, I didn't even think about that when I was planning this. I didn't Mm. think like, how cool would it be to get the girls to volunteer? Like, that's how you measure it. Because it's, they are going, they know the experience because they went through it. And now they have an opportunity to pour into somebody else. And then that person will have an opportunity to pour into somebody else. And so, the number of young women that are reached the there's a cohort that's going to develop that's like phase 2 so for example every woman who young women who have the experience of the pop up shop will then get to be in this cohort where it is about empowerment where we have classes where they get to learn skill sets around fashion and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to start their own clothing line and they don't know where to start. Maybe they want to learn how to sew. Like having these really um, one-of-a-kind experiences that are going to equip them and make them empowered.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, My last question, and I like to ask this of um, everyone who's on the podcast is, Um, Novel Hands, you know, mission is to turn activism into impact. And so my question is, do you consider yourself to be an activist?
0: It's so funny because at first I'd probably be like, no, but like the more that I think about like our mission Mm -hmm. and my goal, I would say, yeah, like, is there, I don't know if this word exists, but I see myself in this like hybrid role of, it's like part activism, part empowerment or like, almost like this, my friends, I have a a few friends of mine and they call me a hope dealer. They're like, I can speak to you. I could have the worst day ever. And then I call you. And then all of a sudden you just have so much hope, like your inspiration. You just like do this thing. And I'm like, (laughs) Hey, I'm feeling that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And that's like, if there is a way to be able to do that as a form of being able to change, like, again, the injustices in the world right now, it's unfortunate that the demographic of women that I'm reaching, why I'm reaching them is because they're overlooked it's because there are not enough programs or not enough light being shed upon them in their stories. Yeah. It's usually more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's usually a very single lens of what you hear coming out of communities like this. It's. Mm-hmm. Rates of people that died, pregnancy rates, low, you know, graduation rates. You, you It's always this very bleak perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to change the narrative. I want to be able to turn on the news and instead of hearing somebody got shot today that 25 girls in whatever part of the city or state, had this experience that changed your life forever yeah so i'll take the activists
1: all right i love that it's been so great to get to talk to you Portia. i loved hearing about just your mission and i think your passion um for these women and for how you're using fashion to empower them um your passion is just so evident so thanks so much for for coming on the podcast Thank you.
0: and if there's anyone who would love in any way to partner whether you have clothes and you're like i need to get these clothes off my hands or whether you are you know just looking to volunteer in any capacity um you can check us out at at in her city chic that's i-n-h-e-r-c-i-t-y-c-h-i-c so by the time this is aired then the instagram and the (laughs) website will be up Thank you
1: so much, Alexa. Yeah, thank you, Portia.